the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the most striking things about Christians today is an apparent laziness when it comes to knowing and living in the precepts of God as He has set before us. It's almost as if we're traveling through life half asleep, unaware of the impact we should be having on the world. Listen to today as Pastor Rander addresses this apparent lethargy in this message, it's time for the church to wake up, stand up, and fight for the cause of Christ. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. In the name of Jesus, write, and I want you to hear, and I want you to listen, and I want you to be open in your minds to the Spirit of God. Turn with us to Romans chapter 13, uh, chapter 11, verse A, Romans 13, 11 A, it says, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. First Timothy chapter six, verse 12 also says, fight the good fight of faith, fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy six, 12 A. And from these two brief passages we want to preach, it's time for the church to wake up, stand up, and fight for the cause of Christ. It's time for the church to wake up, stand up, and fight for the cause of Christ. We live in a day where there is a blatant disdain and hatred against the word of God. There's a blatant hatred and disdain against Christians, the church of God. And most of all, even Christ himself is so hated. That's why they crucified him over 2000 years ago. In other words, you can say anything you want. Just don't mention the name Jesus. Sadly, countless people in America are calling what is blatantly evil good and what is good evil. The scripture says in Isaiah 5, 28, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. We must not allow a secular government to define our ethics as Christians. The word of our living God transcends the laws of man. The book of Acts chapter 5 verse 29 says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. As countless Americans are celebrating and even glamorizing sin, Christians must passionately lift up, magnify, and celebrate Christ and not be ashamed to tell this wicked generation about the good news of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. 
In light of all this and more, what should be the response of Christians? Paul urgently admonishes and instructs the church at Rome and us today about the times we are living in and tells the church that it's time for her to wake up. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time for the church to fight for the cause of Christ. Sadly, many Christians don't even realize that the war is on. Our nation, the United States of America, is becoming increasingly secular and outright rebellious, attempting to divorce God out of every sector of our society. Christians are being targeted and persecuted for the cause of Christ across the country and all around the world. If we refuse to stand and be a voice in this wicked wilderness and make godly decisions in this godless culture, We will not be able to turn the tide and keep this country from head on imminent destruction. The signs of judgment are ever so present all around us. And what is so sad is that in our nation, Christians fail to be like the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, which says of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times and to know what Israel ought to do. My friend today, do you know what Christians ought to do? My friend, do you really understand the gravity of the perilous times that we as a country are facing? America is at a critical crossroad and we need to humble ourselves. We need to pray. We need to repent and return to God, not tomorrow, now, or we shall face imminent destruction just like other nations preceding us. Hebrews 10.31 is a staggering scripture you need to annotate. Hebrews 10.31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We have many wicked, selfish, ungodly men and women in leadership of our nation, and even in the church who need to be removed from office. We should vote in God-fearing righteous persons who will take a stand to preserve our Judeo-Christian values. Proverbs 29 and 2 says, when the righteous are in in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan. Beloved, our groaning as a nation will indeed intensify as we allow corrupt politicians and ungodly spiritually negligent leadership to be voted into office as well as even into office of our churches. God posted watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem to guard the city from surprise enemy attacks. God posted watchmen to identify lurking enemies and suspicious activities. God sets watchmen on the walls of a nation to sound the alarm when there is impending danger. The purpose of watchmen was to watch carefully night and day and whatever they saw, they were to announce so that God's people would know how to prepare and to respond. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 3 verses 17 through 19, it says, 
son of man, I made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me, Ezekiel. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require of you at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. That's why I preach with passion. That's why I take preaching so seriously. That's why I don't play church. That's why I mean business for God. That's why I preach with passion. That's why I preach until I preach up a sweat because I don't want your blood on my hand. I'm not going to get your whipping because I didn't tell you the truth according to the mandate of the word of God. My friends, God has set me along with other pastors around this great nation as watchmen on the walls of America. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by political correctness. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by tolerance. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by relativism. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by greed. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by sexual perversion. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by pluralism. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by false doctrine. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by pornography, gambling, adultery, drugs, sensual dress, the debt crisis, gender reassignment surgery, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, equality, witchcraft, and idolatry, just to name a few. Psalms 11 and 3 says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, the foundations of of this country, the spiritual foundation are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, I transition and pose a poignant question to you. What will happen if Christians get so frustrated that they decide to stay home and not vote? What? There are consequences of that. What will happen if Christians get so frustrated with what they're seeing in politics that they decide to stay home and not vote? Number one, while some choices seem difficult to make when you are not satisfied with either candidate, what do you do in such a case? Well, you need to ask yourself, which person would God want more in this office? Which one's policies line up more with the Bible? Upon determining that, vote for that candidate. I know we are getting weary of voting for the lesser of two evils. However, because we have strayed away from God and lost our divine covering, we are reaping what we have sown in a nation. That's why we're not even presented with good candidates anymore. Staying home and not voting is not an option. Sideline grumblers will not change America. Not voting because of not liking what you see in our candidate is not the right response. We have God's sovereignty and human responsibility. Just because God is in control and knows the outcome of the election doesn't mean we should not vote any more than saints not witnessing because the Lord already knows who will be saved. 
All the candidates will not be co-equal in their deeds. Beloved, all that is needed for evil to flourish is for righteous people to grumble and do nothing. If we don't vote, what happens? Number two, remember that one will be more used by Satan than the other. Therefore, we must know the candidate's position on all the issues, see what the Bible says about those issues, and vote for the candidates that are more aligned with scriptures. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. Look what he says. I will reject you from being priests for me. Now, it gets even deeper when we when we fail to do what God tells us to do because you have forgotten the law of God. And some of you have forgotten the Bible. You don't read the Bible. You don't go by the Bible. He says, because you have forgotten the law of God. You know what he says? I will also forget your children. That's in the Bible. Underline that. I will also forget your children. They will reap the consequences of your spiritual negligence. Now, you won't hear that on CNN or Fox News or or CNBC and all the other ABCs. Before you vote, you need to pray and ask the Lord for his guidance. Know the issues and policies and vote for the person who is aligned closest to scripture. When voting for a candidate, listen to me closely, refuse to allow talk shows, television commentators, pundits, celebrities, politicians, relatives, friends, co-workers, influential people and the media to tell you how to vote. That should be a personal decision between you and the Lord. Number three, don't select a candidate based solely on their race, appearance, oratorical skills, or because he or she has the most experience in politics. We must choose candidates who will rule in the fear of God. Proverbs seventeen fifteen says, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are abomination to the Lord. L- listen to me well. Beloved, the elections don't just stop with the president. I don't like this candidate as president. I don't like that one. So I voting. That's ridiculous. We have many offices uh, in our nation that we need to vote on, and it doesn't just stop with the president. We need to vote on vote on co- congressmen, senators, governors, mayors, city councilmen, co- county commissioners, judges, school board members. That, that's determining and, and, and curriculum. That, that's determining curriculum that your children will be reading and all of these things. Uh, you need to be voting on these city ordinances that can turn your city upside down. The president, it just starts there, but there's a slate all the way down. You can't throw the baby out with the bath water you looking at the presidency but what about that ordinance in your in your hood that's about to wipe you out number four a righteous person making bad decision is worse than an evil person making a bad decision I, i say it again a righteous person making a bad decision is worse than an evil person making a bad decision why do you say that because a righteous People, saints, we have Christ living within us, whereas the unsaved persons do not. As children of God, he expects more from us. 
which means we must be involved in the election process and glorify God with our vote. Where is that? James 4.17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. There was, there, there was a time when it was against the law for us to vote. Now we're going to sit out and not vote. People died that we would have this privilege. Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is what? Sin. Why must we fight for the cause of Christ? Why must we fight for the cause of Christ? A, Satan is relentless in his assault on family values. He's relentless. He hates the family. He hates mothers and godly mothers and godly fathers and children. He, he, he hates, he, he hates relatives. He hates the family structure, the family unit that God ordains. And he'll do anything because he knows if he can wipe out the family, he can, he can mess up the core of the nation. B, we have a society and government that is becoming increasingly more antichrist. As we get closer to the coming of Christ, people are going to become more antichrist. They'll get insulted because you're wearing a cross. You have a Bible on your desk or your office desk. They get insulted because that Bible is on your desk and you're not even trying to force it on anybody. I I mean, people insulted. They don't want the church. They don't, they don't want in God we trust. They want to divorce God out of everything, my friends. We have a society and government that is becoming increasingly more antichrist. See, if we fail to fight for the cause of Christ, we will seek solutions from the wrong sources. If we fail to fight for the cause of Christ, we will seek solutions from the wrong sources. Our answers do not come from government. Our answers do not come, do not come from media. Our answers do not come from politicians. Our answers do not come from secular education. Some of the most satanic people are sitting in higher seats of learning, uh, uh, satanically indoctrinating our college students. PhDs on their way to hell. Uh, our answer does not come from political correctness. We must seek wisdom from the Lord in light of the complex problems and issues our nation is facing. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Even when it comes to the elections. D, if we fail to fight for the cause of Christ, if we fail to fight for our families, then our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren will reap the consequences of our spiritual negligence. I said again, this is so huge. If we fail to fight for the cause of Christ and our families, then our children grandchildren, great-grandchildren will reap the consequences of our spiritual negligence. It is extremely difficult to regain the ground lost by our being passive and failing to fight for family values. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 says, and I said to you, and I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. In other words, don't be afraid of folk who, who are trying to intimidate you and threaten you and hush your mouth. Speak up. Don't be ashamed. Don't be cowards. Be courageous. Do not be afraid of them. The scripture says, remember the Lord. Let's say it together. Remember 
Let's say it again. Remember the Lord. Thank you. Who is great and awesome. And then look what it says. And fight for your brothers. And fight for your sons. And fight for your daughters. And fight for your wives. And fight for your homes. If you don't fight, you will lose. If you don't fight, you will lose. What will bring the judgment of God upon America? What will bring the judgment of God upon America? People say America have peace. No, we don't. Any any preacher telling you we have peace is a false prophet. We don't have peace. We're, We're in the midst of coming judgment. As you know, there are more sins that need to be addressed than time will permit me to address. For the sake of time, I will only address a few of the sins. Number one, it is a sin of omission if America fails to stand with Israel. It is a sin of omission if America fails to stand with Israel. As we evaluate candidates, we must strongly consider which candidate will stand with Israel as as nations around her desire to see her totally destroyed and wiped off the map. There is an aggressive attempt by Satan and the wicked to delegitimize and destroy Israel. Beloved, God loves Israel and we should too. Israel is the apple of his eye. The Abrahamic covenant still holds true today. In Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 it says, I will bless those who bless Israel. I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall shall be blessed. Uh, uh, Secondly, we must fight against the sin of religious persecution in America. Religious persecution is in America, and some of you are not even aware of it. Today, government intrusion into the affairs of the church, spurred on in many cases by anti-Christian organization like the American Atheist and Human Rights Watch and Freedom from Religion Foundation, pose a growing threat to church autonomy and to even the most basic religious liberties, including freedom of access, freedom to exercise religious belief, and even freedom of speech. People don't even want you to name the name of Jesus. Let me just give you some examples to wake you up. For example, devout Christian co-owner of a bakery in Oregon were sued for emotional suffering by a same-sex couple in 2013 after they refused to make a wedding cake for the lesbian couple because of their religious beliefs. They were found guilty of violating the couple's civil rights by discriminating on the basis of their sexual orientation and ordered by the labor commissioner to pay damages totaling more than $140,000. They were also slapped with a gag order that prohibited them from speaking publicly about their refusal to participate in or baking wedding cakes for same-sex marriages. My friends, that's persecution. Oh, you say, give me some more examples? I'm so glad you asked. Another case, a 71-year-old florist in Richland, Washington, was sued by a frequent customer after she refused to provide flowers for his upcoming same-sex wedding. 
As a devout Southern Baptist, she says her involvement in a same-sex wedding would violate her religious beliefs about the sanctity of marriage as a divine blessed union exclusively between one man and one woman. The Washington State Attorney General and the ACLU of Washington have filed discrimination lawsuits. In addition, targeting her business, they sued her personally, ensuring that any assets she might own beyond the flower shop could be taken from her to pay their legal fees if she lost. The point was to ruin her, says her lawyer. It was to send a message to the people of the state and the nation that if you dare to say I refuse to violate my religious faith, they will literally put everything you own at risk. Let me give you another example. A Marine has been court-martialed for displaying a Bible verse. Employees who refused to wear a rainbow ribbon during a company's gay pride celebration were ostracized. Veterans who say God in a speech are physically dragged out of military retirement ceremonies. This is the new America they envision. They want to use the election to push their interpretation of the Constitution, which elevates sexual rights over religious rights. Let me give you one more. Let me give you a victory report after all these sad reports. Finally, after a protest by the nation's largest atheist group, East Liverpool High School in Ohio canceled its 70-year tradition of singing the Lord's Prayer during graduation. Traditionally, the Lord's Prayer was sung by East Liverpool's choir and was considered a significant part of their graduation ceremony. When the Freedom Foundation for Separation of Church and State claimed East Liverpool's school tradition was a violation, school administrators chose to oblige their wishes, cancel the song, and avoiding a legal battle. Larry Walton, school board president, said the decision was a basic matter of economics. We said, "Okay, we just won't do the song anymore, do the prayer anymore. It was a decision made because we don't have a lot of money and we'd rather hire teachers than pay lawyers. Walton said it's a war we can't win. However, here's the praise report. The class of 2016 decided to honor the school's tradition with valedictorian Jonathan Montgomery leading a recitation of the Lord's Prayer when he took the stage at graduation. The... The move, the move was met with a standing ovation for all the graduates. They went against the odds and did what was right. Anyhow, why don't you say amen? In today's message, we come to the realization both biblically and personally that we sometimes fall short of standing up for Jesus. How can we be Christ-like if we're only doing what we feel comfortable with? rather than doing all that God has called us to do. What then shall we do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Go all the way with him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org 
where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.